He's one of the artists. He's huge in uh, America, but he could walk down the street here and no one would know. Kind of like Ant and Deck. Like, they could walk around America and no one would have a clue. I him. love how you've compared to Ant and Deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always think of broadcasters. Hello, I'm Josh Shreve, and welcome to What's in the Bag. Each episode, I'll be asking my guests just that question as we sit down and go through five important items they've brought along in their bag. I have absolutely no idea what these items are going to be. All I know is that they're related to music in some way. To kick Series 2 off, it's BBC Sport and One Extra presenter Reese Parkinson bringing me his bag of goodies to the table. We talk about his hustle getting into presenting, the Black Lives Matter movement and his dreams of being Mr Vavavoom himself, Thierry Henry. So let's ask Reese, what's in the bag? Reese, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Mate, no worries, bro. Thank you for inviting me, firstly. And I was just saying to you, Josh is one of the hardest working people I know. Every time I'm at the BBC, this man is there. Then when I'm at home, this man is there. And we was recording something the other day and he's there flipping 11am in the morning when I know the show, show starts at like 7 o'clock. And then he's doing this in the evening. I'm like, whoa, bro, you're, you're inspiring me. I'm actually just stalking you. That's the... That's <laughs> the <show. laughs> Either way, mate, it, it's all good with me. Well, you are, as you kind of alluded to there, presenter at um, BBC Radio 1 Extra. So whenever yeah. I'm in the BBC, I quite often see your face. In fact, you're one of the only people that I've seen during lockdown. You're probably one of like six or seven wow. people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So. My problem is I can't stay in the studio sometimes because we've gone down to it being just one person in there. Like, I, I'm just... Not that you get bored, obviously, but I'm just like, I, I like, so it's fine when I'm talking, but when we're playing the records, I'm like, I need, I don't know, I just get a bit jittery, so I'm like, all right, I'm going around and see what Josh is saying, and then we end up having a chat, and you're like, mate, you've got a minute until the song, I'm like, oh, crap, <laughs> very bad habit to get into this early on, but, you know. You're usually talking about something like your Nutri bars or your new trackies. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always football shirts with us, isn't it? Well, exactly, exactly. And we're, go- we're going to talk about your football as well and um, yeah. and the presenting side of things, um, both at One Extra and Match of the Day, because viewers of Match of the Day X, is it, what, what is the programme actually called? Match of the Day X, yeah. Yeah, the BBC Sports stuff is just awesome how it came about and, you know, just getting into all the football stuff. It's not like I can tell you a gazillion stats to do with football. It kind of all started because of music, actually, funny enough. The, the first things we did was music and footballers. What do they listen to? Um, and I didn't really want someone that knew all the stats and stuff. They Obviously, someone that likes football, um, that loves football, enjoys football, um, but also knows their music. So it, it kind of was such a nice in, in 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 that way for me. It just fits so well. And then it become like an actual program match today, because at first it was just little uh, videos and, well, I say little, just YouTube stuff. Do you know what I mean? Well, are there any footballers that um, you'd fancy would take your position at, at one extra? Any with supreme taste, Reese? I think, um, uh, oh, music-wise, I'd say Genie Wijnaldum of Liverpool. He's got, he's got, he just knows his music because obviously he's Dutch as well. So he was like, bro, you got to check out this Dutch rap group. They're so sick, man. And I was like, okay. So I listened to him and I was like, whoa, okay. He can, he really knows his music. Maybe he's the winning formula behind the Liverpool team this year. 
Um, and are there any that are absolutely horrendous? I seem to remember seeing Jamie Vardy listens to like Westlife or something. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. In terms of um, kind of current music, popular music. Yeah. Vardy's stuck in the 90s, early 90s. But um, he was good at just picking stuff. The problem we tend to get, which I would suck at this myself. I don't know about you. But if someone goes to you and it goes to you like... Uh, in 10 questions like so what's the song you listen to um what's the top of your playlist uh what's your favorite song at the moment what's the song growing up i'd be like oh i need my spotify or i need to check bbc sounds or whatever do you know what i mean to know what i've actually listened to because i'm just i'm terrible at remembering kind of like songs and names and titles and lyrics i'm awful at but so it's usually them players that struggle with that <laughs> and sometimes all those songs like roll into one you're like but i want to pick that one for that one but it also means yeah. that one, like, your best songs are recurrent throughout your life um we're going to go on to uh the items you've bought for your bag in a bit and talk more awesome. about the music you've um grown up with and different avenues with that um but let's stay on the football for a minute so you've got these um the football is obviously coming back it will be back by the time this comes out unfortunately Liverpool would have probably won the league and uh, <laughs> and, and the rest of the league will be almost done working yeah. our way towards the FA Cup so you've got these watch alongs yes. then with uh, BBC Sport where you're going to be watching yeah. the matches and, and chatting to people right it's going to be uh, myself and then I think they're going to try and get two well-known supporters of some of the clubs that obviously going against each other to come on YouTube and just watch the game and kind of have a chat with them and you know get a real kind of fan perspective rather than like a I mean BBC commentary is awesome but I think I guess it just gives someone an alternative like viewing do you know what I mean that might maybe not even like football that much but loves the person as a fan of or loves football and just wants to hear kind of more general chat as you would if you was at um, I don't know a, a pub or like in a barber shop or something like that like how we would just chat about football you talk about that alternative take on the sport and that is often what you try to do on Match of Day X, as you mentioned, with the playlists and stuff. And you've got a great array of co-hosts and one of my favourite pundits of the past few years is Jermaine Genus. I think he's an incredible, um, just... Look, when I was growing up, I didn't really want to be Jermaine Genus, right? <laughs> I was going to say, you can't say too much, too many nice things about him. He's going to love that. <laughs> I wanted to be Wayne Rooney. Now, I think we'll yeah. all agree, I'm not sure Wayne Rooney's going to make the best pundit in the world, but Jermaine, I find, just seems so laid back and everything he says seems to make sense. Have you learned a lot from him working on that show? Wow, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question because I haven't, um, he's obviously, he's a footballer, so you don't tend to see him as a broadcaster in that sense. But as a broadcaster, um, like you mentioned, to make that transition is not easy. And when we do Match of Day X and uh, he's, you know, leading the show presenting-wise, you know, that's a, he's got a lot of lines, a lot of stuff to do, and they might send it the night before. And as a footballer term broadcaster, not many people can do that as natural as he comes across, and he's wicked at that. And I feel like it's Lineker that does it great. And, and Genus as well. You think of Shearer and Wrighty, they don't really lead stuff in terms of straight-to-camera pieces um and he does and i think he like like you said i think he's pretty underrated in in that sense broadcasting wise and even as a pundit um i know people hate it when he just bangs on about it's that famous spurs argument with lampard i think it was yeah um but you know he's always, everyone's gonna have their club bias but i think he's very fair and and kind of sticks up for a lot of the younger players as well which is good to see you mentioned lineker have you seen the old videos of lineker presenting the early days though I haven't. Good I need to go bad. back. 
Um, I'll leave it up to you, but I, right, think, he's, okay. I think he's learned quite a lot. Right, right, right. <laughs> he's, he's obviously had someone to look up to and go, okay, I need to uh, scrub up my act too. <laughs> right. I'm going to do that straight after this. Well, Genus obviously is just going to, he's just come into it. You know, let's say just come into it. But in terms of like, I don't think there's kind of like an old and new with him. You've, you've kind of seen, he's, he's done it very naturally and comes across well. So we've spoken about footballers who have since retired and become presenters um, and given that a well, I saw that you had a go at playing football for Hashtag United or training with them. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely lost my touch. Like, thing is, I generally used to be quite good. I'm not even just saying that. Like, genuinely, I used to be all right, but I completely lost my touch. Like, and I there was like watching that back, I was like, wow, I am seriously bad. Um, so it kind of makes sense how it never panned out for me in the end. But I used to be a striker as well. That's the, that's the ironic thing. And I couldn't hit, I couldn't hit a barn door that day. As a striker then, who were you trying to emulate? Who was the player that you always wanted to be? I think Thierry Henry was, was the guy, do you know what I mean? Growing up, like just the, the suaveness, the smoothness, the slickness. Anything about Henry was, was, was what I was trying to emulate. Um, so when I was doing that trial and I was just hitting it with so much power, Henry was more finesse. Just compl- I lost everything. Composure just went. <laughs> I love how you've gone for the greatest striker that uh, the Premier League's ever all seen. All time, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, if not all you time. You have to, isn't it? You have to. <laughs> and outside of um, Match A Day, obviously you kind of made your name coming up through the ranks with, with presenting through the likes of Represent. Um, I remember seeing some of your, or listening to some of your Him versus Her stuff, some of your back chat yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're yeah. at One Extra. Um must be kind of dream come true in a in a weird way. Yeah, it's just it's just been such a mad journey. You mentioned all them things and all them things I loved doing at the time as well. So it kind of just works perfectly in terms of climbing up the ladder, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I guess when you get to that point, then you have to just reevaluate quite a few things. And um, not saying you don't want to be where you want it to be, but just in terms of you kind of reach a station that you're at and you're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Then you're like, well, I have 80 more li- years to live, like, or seven, <laughs> however long, do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, wow, okay, like, well, I've, I've, I've accomplished my dream. What do I, do you know what I mean? It's like, a, that was a weird feeling. Well, we'll go on to talk about your journey a bit more because I know there'll be people interested in listening and I know that I've been interested in uh, not only right. hearing you on podcasts and stuff before, but actually seeing how you've developed. <laughs> but with One Extra, you obviously present One Extra Talks, which is quite serious, yeah. hard-hitting subjects a lot of the time and topics. Um, and obviously we've had really uh, serious and powerful few weeks um, leading up to this recording with you now with the death of George Floyd and the protests happening and all the Black Lives Matter um, conversation that's happening online, on your Twitter feeds, I'm sure you're you're inundated with it as much as I am and everyone else. But also um, you and your fellow presenters are a voice piece for it and you must be incredibly proud of what One Extra's um, doing, especially with that Tuesday show, that Tuesday evening show, um, which was like a One Extra Talks takeover with Shawnee B and yeah. H, your two fellow presenters, colleagues, friends. Um, how have you found it all and, and listening to it and taking it all in and, and thinking about it and talking to people? Yeah, I mean, listening to their show, their show was next level. Like it was, you know, so brave of them to go on there and speak through their heart and say some things that took a lot of courage and uh you know you're speaking about your career 
um, which is insanely brave. And they spoke out and did their thing. And it was amazing to listen to the raw kind of authentic honesty that they were saying was, I don't think I've ever heard that on radio her, their, themselves. And, um, and, I, and Clara's one about her emotions and how she felt, which really made me cry listening to that. Um, it kind of, it's the darkest moments bring out the, the 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 best change in a sense. I think everyone's kind of said it's so unfortunate that it's took the death of George Floyd, a human being to be his neck to be, you know, a knee to be on his neck and kill him by police for all this change to happen. But the change that has come with it, like that that man's sent by God, you know, he's an angel to be able to bring the light that he's brought from such a dark situation and to see everyone doing their thing and, and speaking about it has been unreal like it's been very um inspirational to stand up and speak for what you believe in when you know a lot of people are listening and a lot of people can hold things in it do you know what i mean like if in this industry as well like you know it's very easy to just go you know clean image clean say clean mm. um sailing your whole way through but you know them guys spoke up for what they believe in and, and you got respect that and I heard your show, um, which Shawnee came on a few days later, so your One Extra Talk right. show on Friday afternoon called What's Next, as a really interesting bit of, of what you said, because for myself, I come from Bucks. I am white, middle class and privileged. And you come from Kent, and you said that you've yeah. kind of had um, a lot of white friends at home in Kent, but then now in London, you've got a lot of, of black friends and stuff. So... I feel like I've had to do a lot of thinking. Mm. Maybe there's nuanced things that I've never noticed or picked up on. But you you sounded like there's certain things which which you found as well. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, like, uh, it was kind of like the narrative has always been the London, like the idea of blackness has always been uh, London central. You think of black people in the UK, you think of London black people, um, and you think of what blackness is, you think of uh, London, you think of uh, black culture, you think of the music originates from the ends, you think of that's what being black is. Um, whereas for me and I mean countless others that don't come from London, we've always we've grown up in a different idea of blackness. You know, growing up in, in Kent is completely different. Growing up in Huddersfield, I saw this kid get bullied, this black kid get bullied in a video and he's in Huddersfield like this you know living outside London you have no allies um it's difficult there's only a few of you rather than a lot of you um so it's a different type of challenge that you grow up with uh and then you kind of go to somewhere like London and you're you might be the whitest person in the room you go back home and you're the blackest uh so it's kind of like an identity thing and I remember hearing in um I think it was the Tuesday show that someone mentioned about having to kind of quote whiten up in white spaces or be someone you're different. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone that my whole life is, I'm slowly understanding more on a journey of who I am identity wise. But in terms of who I am in terms in different situations, I've, I've had to switch my whole, my whole life's been switching around in different, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether that's dapping someone up, when you're in London to shaking someone's head. like the real small nuance. It's a whole, it's a real like change in so many things. Do you know what I mean? One thing I kind of took from the whole thing was thinking, okay, well, I've obviously got a lot to learn. What can I do right now? What can I do in my life? What can I do in my workplace? And moreover, it's ridiculous to look back at the lack of stuff that happened at school 
like the, t- the right. there's nothing on the curriculum or you have to get to GCSE history in order to be taught about the civil rights movement in America yeah um, and that's just America and there's all these conversations going on so I'm hoping as much as we all are that it's uh, those conversations that happened on one extra the first of way more that's that's going to be happening and stuff um yeah 1000 percent. and shout out to a lot like stations like represent who have been having conversations like that as well and a lot of other people online and you know uh it was a brilliant conversation but so many at the ground roots so someone that comes from community radio know what it's like when only one kind of conversational station gets the praise but a lot of community stations have been doing amazing work and small youtubers as well just sharing their experiences even misha b being brave enough to talk about her x-factor experience that's you know it's 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 it's, it's amazing what, what's been what's happening at the moment and some amazing stuff coming from your listeners as well um not just from the messages that they send in but i saw that someone sent you a picture um yeah, a sketch yeah. of george floyd with i can't breathe written throughout it which was just yeah. amazing and i saw you post that on your instagram yeah and that was incredible that was really that was proper touching like to, I was chatting to my mum and I was just saying it's going to be interesting in like 30 years how I'm always going to have that drawing in my house like to remind myself and my future kids um, and it was just very humbling that someone uh, would listen to the show get so inspired and think oh, I'm doing this tomorrow um, and that's a white girl in Nottingham I think a 19 year old white girl in Nottingham mm. the, the big up Freya but yeah it's, doing that so you know she might not be around black people every day or might not have grown up in that uh but she kind of listened and and wanted to you know uh, commit herself to helping change happen well from some very serious topics and stuff that needs to be spoken about to uh some items from a bag yes which um usually i would be sat opposite you and we have as we've said been seeing each other um but not had the chance to sit down in a confined space and have a proper chat like this so um the items you've got are with you at the moment yeah so what we'll do is we'll go through them it's five items that have sort of being a part of your life that are, that are loosely to do with music and knowing you, Reese, they will all be linked to music, which is perfect yeah. because you are the music man. Such, a, <laughs> such an awesome concept, this as well. I love it. Right then, Reese. Yeah. Let's go for item number one. What have you brought me? Cool. So I'm going to go with um, a CD that my brother gave to me when, oh man, this would be like when I was seven. Um, it's an artist called Fabulous and the album is called Street Dreams. And it was my first real introduction, not to rap music, because I'd heard rap music before, um, but to a style of rap music, which was more kind of slick and cool and uh, very, uh, you, you idolise someone. It was, it, was, it was the first kind of like, oh, who's this guy on the cover in a fur jacket sitting on top of uh, a purple Lamborghini, like... You're just like, whoa, who's this guy? And it just kind of got me, it just got me so kind of influxed into um, black music culture uh, and everything that comes with that. The flossing, uh, you know, the early days, the, um, the the Timberlands and, you know, the baggy jeans. And it really just got me like in it and I was just involved. And I just remember that album being like real game changer. And there's one song on it like that I look back and it's called Respect. And 
the lyrics are so crazy. But I remember like, it was funny how the power of music, like I'd look in the mirror singing this song and if you listen to this song, you'll be like, what is a 10 year old doing? But <laughs> yeah, because it's really evil in parts, but it's so, like the album's kind of all about partying and stuff like that. And then this one song where he kind of goes really straight, but it, it really just, you just got in the zone. Like it was just an album that got me just more obsessed with the lifestyle of a rapper and the, uh, the rap music. And I'll never forget it. Yeah, so it's one of our favourite albums of all time. Have you still got the CD today? Is it, is it hidden somewhere? Yeah, where's my brother's? But yeah, we got it. We got it. Back then, the CDs, the, the case will come off. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just battered. Yeah. But um, yeah, nice. Was it's, it one of them with the lyrics in so you could actually yeah, learn yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how Listen, you're getting all the naughty it. lyrics, mate. <laughs> yeah, trust me. And I got the uh, I got it printed on a shirt recently as well. I saw, so, so I I've saw got, this. I saw yeah. a video of you post this, and I was like, he's, he's yeah. a big fan. It's not just for CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, legit, legit, proper loved it. Um, did this kind of music um, influence uh, your own music, which I saw you post about a while ago? Wow. You re- so you released a song, or, or I say released, but you, you put out a song out there on the internet when you were like, I think you were like 15. I said it started with a crush, developed into love, seeing another boy, so my swag was a must. I had a feeling nice with my wallet and my trust. I thought it was a rap, shit, started messing up. Yeah, the thing with, with me, yeah, I've, I've realised... Not to sound too um, narcissistic. Isn't narcissistic the right word? I'm not sure. Um, to make it me, me, me. But I do really enjoy just trying new stuff. Like, that's what I've really kind of looked back in. Probably the same with yourself. You look back in life and we kind of was joking about the football stuff. But, you know, I like, I just try. Let me be a footballer. Let me be a basketball player. Let me be a rapper. Let me be a presenter. Let me try to be an actor. Let me try. Like, I, it's life's so short. Like, I'm, I kind of realised I was doing that from an early age about caring. So... I'm kind of like, so it's funny how stuff when you're younger really, you kind of look back and it shows who you are as a person. You just like, I just like creating stuff, video editing. I used to make like basketball highlight mixtapes, like just so many different stuff. You don't get attached to one thing so quick. And you, know what I mean? you never know which one will lead onto what. So that is obviously part yeah. of the informing of your love for music and how music's put yeah. together and well, talking about it and all that. 1000%. You know, I wouldn't be on one extra if I wasn't listening to this when I was growing up I always you know I, mean? I always say I think my early indication was uh not playing football in the playground with the boys but running around with a microphone pretending to be the commentator instead really <laughs> yeah. no way wow I used to always want to be a commentator even when I got to uni I used to play for the journalism team on my course and I was so bad that I just gave up and I just did the commentary instead wow it's interesting how you can be bad at something but love the game as well. <laughs> I've never, yeah, I've never really been bad at something so bad that I've actually tell a lie. I'm terrible at golf, but I like watching golf, so I get you on that one. Yeah, but no, you are someone I think of as like will give anything a go, kind of like any yeah, music, yeah. art, sport. Kind oh, of one one thousand percent, and I can kind of get you in trouble sometimes because everyone's like, "Well, what's your niche?" and you're like. Why am I gonna try and box myself into other niche? I like flipping everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've never understood that. That was always the thing that career-wise, people would be like, "You need your niche. Stick to your niche. You need to know what your niche is." I'm like, "Why do I need to know a niche? I just limits experiences. Like, 
If anyone tells you that, anyone that's listening, like, and yourself, bro, screw that. You don't need a niche. <laughs> Do what you want. Some wise words there from item one, um, fueled by the <laughs> genius that was fabulous. Where does that, by yeah. the way, where does that rank in terms of, like, your all-time uh, albums? Top five. Top five. Yeah, I can't get... I, 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 Everyone says top five, but not with that album. But for me, top top five for me. <laughs> Just to, instead of I'll be here for hours trying to figure out the exact list. But yeah, definitely. If like if I could only listen to five, it, that's that's in there one hundred percent. Nice. Well, it's one of your five items. Let's go on to the second, please. Yes. So the second for me is a film called The Beach. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember one time in my living room. You know, you kind of. Back in the day before Netflix and streaming and stuff, you'd, you'd kind of put on, I don't know, film four. And like halfway through, you'd just be like, oh, what's this? And I remember watching it halfway through. And then it kind of came on again at some point, And I was like, oh, the beat, I, I, something about that film probably interests me. And I wanted to to watch it. So this is such a boring story. Sorry, let me just go into it. Basically, I saw this film, <laughs> The Beach, and it was like, oh, it ch- like changed my life. Um just that kind of concept of um, you, you only have one, so live it. And I know it's not really meant to be taken literal literal as such, the film, but the ideas that opened up and just the idea of freedom and, you know, uh, was amazing for me. And the soundtrack is flipping awesome. It's got Moby, um, Porcelain. Oh, mate. In From my what? dreams are dying all the time. And when he comes out on the beach, it's like, oh, my God. God, this is unreal. And then he gets with a really hot French girl and you're just like, oh, please. (laughs) Um, That Moby album is one of my favourites ever to play. I haven't listened to it. Oh, mate. Really? It's proper, like, reminds me of my parents used to play it all the time. And I think it's from, so I think this film's probably like late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, 2000. 2000, Um, And I think the film came out at that time. Um, wasn't there another song on there as well, which was, was it Pure Shores, All Saints? Pure Shores, All Saints, yeah. That's the scene. Have you, have you watched the movie? Do you know what? I haven't watched the movie, but for some right, reason I know right. it's in that. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. There's a scene where DiCaprio's underwater kissing the hot French girl and it plays <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God, this is incredible. But it's like, I love it because I haven't got the, hadn't had the chance to um, do travelling like that things happened early like i just got a job doing what i want quite early on which is wicked but you can't just be like oh, i'm taking three months off and i never got to do that so the film kind of is the closest thing living through that experience and would you once yeah. obviously travel restrictions are lifted and stuff right, um right. would you like to go do you know what i'm loving my work but i just fancy like a month, two months, three months, bit of headspace, go see some different stuff. Because as we said before, you embrace all kind of stuff in the UK. So surely you'd yeah. want to do that abroad, right? Oh, I would love to. I would, I would, oh, that's, that's, ah, oh, flipping love to. Me, my, my mates went um, to Bali and Thailand and again, I couldn't go, like, you know, uh, which sucked. But they had an incredible time and I'm just so jealous that they got to do that. And, you know, I'm 26 at the end of July. So I'm thinking... I need to somehow find a way to do it. I'm sure it will come. Well, um, let's go on to your third item, please. So we've had yeah, piece of music and a film. What's next, please? Yeah. So I think how this links to music for me is YouTube kind of starting early on was a lot of like just watching cats 
fall off buildings and that, well that sounds messed up as in and survive sorry you're not i'm not seeing cats die but you're just all cats videos you know what i mean and then kind of a lot of people uploading music so i just listened to loads loads of soldier boy because he was like the youtube king and then from youtube i found this guy called elliot hulse now his his newer stuff is very kind of i don't agree with his newer stuff it's very um men should do this men should be this this is what it is to be a real man stuff like that but his early stuff he was a lot more kind of spiritual led and it really helped me just um in terms of um career wise and stuff like that he kind of introduced so many factors there was one thing that he said and he was just kind of like basically talking about kind of like the universe and how that all works and stuff and just like if you just like if you just believe something and believe it so hard like things start happening you're just like ah oh, what the hell that just happened and that was the concept that he put it so naturally rather than like, this is the thing you have to deal. He just did it in like a way that just made so much sense. And, you know, um, he's like a real, was uh, a real kind of role model for me. So you're going to wheel him out then as he's staying at your gaff at the moment? He's in, he's in my bag, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, essentially a book, um, a book that he recommended um, that I've got. Um, so it's, it's, this is a link through a link through a link, but it kind of counts. There's a book that he recommended, Brian Tracy, um, and Brian Tracy's books were were so helpful for me, uh, and that came from him. I remember there was another kind of uh, you can call it inspiration or sort of um, figure who sort of led that kind of path. Who you used to love, or you probably still do love, is Gary V. Uh, right, yeah. And I remember picking up on. Um, you following him and, and retweeting him and stuff like that um and i ended up buying his his book and sort of reading up on right. him and watching his videos and stuff do you think um i think there's a, there can be a bit of a perception with those kind of people of like oh it's all just words and it's not going to happen to me but do you find yeah. that you, you've actually put it into practice and it's helped you with your career and, and your life well funny enough i was going to put gary v instead of elliot it was a it was a toss-up between them two so it's funny you say that um yeah gary v i feel like when i was just trying to come up and hu- well, i still am but when i was super just trying to hustle and make things happen and get on and just really just just smash in this game i was just so <clears throat> just single vision and gary v was like hustle 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 and that's what i needed at the time um and I just knew my whole life was focused around the content. How can I do it? Uh, the podcast. How can I do it? Uh, the YouTube show. How can I do it? Uh, this. Brrr, everything. Anything happens in life. You've got to make a video, make a parody, make a thing. And because it's so exhausting. And it's just, it's a balance that only few can do um, or want to do. And I'm all about hustling. I'm always hustling, but just hustling in a different way now. I'm, I'm hustling without ego as such without going too deep but yeah you kind of get into a thing where you get obsessed with me 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 ego 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 driven content um i'm the funny guy i'm the one that's hilarious i'm the one everyone's gonna laugh at and you can get so wrapped up in that that you lose what the play side of it do you know what i mean yeah do you you, was there a point where you found like uh, you were almost working yourself into the ground kind of too much and you were like, because you can, you can wind yourself up, can't you? Like, look, I'm putting in all this effort. Where's yeah. the results coming and, and stuff like that? Yeah, I, that was like the hot, that was like, I was doing the podcast, the Him Versus Her podcast and the Bat Chat videos and the One Extra Show and working in um, House of Fraser. And it was like, just every day was, 
content, content, con- gotta make it, gotta make it. And that's all it was. And there was no fun in doing that or no play or no time just to um, spend with myself and, and relax. And I was just chasing the viral. Every single day was viral, viral. How can I go viral? Generally, bro, I'm not even kidding. It was just, how can I go viral every minute? Don't get me wrong, you need that because that gives you a platform that makes people um, notice you and want to put you on situations and stuff. But then when you kind of get on, then you can kind of really sit back and be like okay what do I stand for and what do I want to really put out there coming from me um and not just 100 selfies a day just because oh I need to post I haven't posted today you know like that and it's like I see it now with so many people and I don't want to judge but I'm just like flipping it like you can just read I can just read for it so much like <laughs> I can't ex- do you know what I mean you can't, I can't explain it but I can just I'm like Jesus like I know you've set this camera up like and you've took your 100 pictures because I know I've been I've Babe, I've been there. Like, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, relax. No one's going to lose. Like, that's when I realised that no one cares. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you get the thing, you've got to pay, you've got to be consistent and post, and this is the best way to get brand and your niche. And no one really cares at the end of the day. I think you're right. There is sort of, if you follow those sort of principles, yeah, it will work to some degree. I've always found weirdly, it's when you take your foot off the pedal and you maybe take a week out from what you're doing, like a week right. off work, or like this lockdown situation like I, I didn't think I'd be recording this set of episodes but you have a bit of breathing space and then all these yeah. ideas start going oh you should do this oh maybe you should get this person on um, and I always find it's the downtime when I'm at my most effective because it's Lee mm. you can start to build those building blocks but without the pressure of like I'm in it and I need to do it right now kind of thing yeah well it's exactly that bro like a hundred percent especially with ideas it's that classic kind of trying to fit a square through a circle hole and say it's made of i don't know uh really rubbish plastic so it can fit through there but you've just got on the square everything else breaks so your friends might go away because you're just focusing on the thing your family relationship your, your girlfriend your um uh actual self kind of happiness and and mental health might go away but you still fit the circle fits through that could be your career you still get it but everything else goes whereas if you just try and you know take your time with it a bit more and and you know not just drive yourself crazy then the circle's gonna go through as much better than dropping everything else off do you know what i mean here's a um, question that's potentially quite deep do you feel like there's sometimes i'm like oh my god i'm getting old like how like why have I not uh, like been presenting or doing podcasts since I was 19? No, wait, why have I not been doing it since I was 18? Why did I not think of this earlier? Do you, do you ever have that? Or have you learned to embrace like things are just going to happen and unfold at a certain rate and you can only do your best kind of thing? I think in a weird way, you kind of have to have it and don't have it. Um, I'm not going to say I've never had it because I have, and I'm not going to say you shouldn't never have it because that same thing, a lot of people go, um, get so fearful and they're like, I'm going to do it, 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 but never do do it because they're like, uh, no, it's all right. And then some, you kind of need that thing in your head, well, so-and-so did it, a thingy, so come on, I've got, I've got to get my act together. But I did put a lot of pressure on myself. My thing was always I have to be on BBC when I'm 23, for example, because A, B and C was on BBC when I was 23, <laughs> which makes no sense because, you know what I mean? That was just, that was, I was just sad in my head that that was, that was the only way to be able to thingy. So that was part of the whole kind of, just going ah, with content and doing what I could have done in two years, much better, but doing it all in a year and just going, or however long it was. But yeah, it's hard not to do that. I don't, uh, back then I did 100%. Now 
Um, no, not not. It's a long, it's a real long career. Like, do you know what I mean? I think the main thing is just once you're in, you've I say quote in, it's more comfortable. So you can have that idea. You can have that sense of oh, I don't care no more. It's all it is. But when you are coming up, you do need that hunger and and that that you do kind of need it. It's just part of the journey in a sense and the comparison thing you shouldn't do but um it's just a you all know when the time's right for you not to do that do you know what i mean for whoever's listening for them but you kind of need it and you don't i know that's not the best answer but that's just the my truth that's what i believe in and i'm not saying you're old by the way you're perfectly young and looking very youthful <laughs> even through lockdown <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about my hairline, though, but other than that... Look, it looks better than it did about a month ago. (laughs) Yeah, true, true. Um, Let's go on to your fourth item, please, Rhys. Yes. My fourth one is... Oh, that's my BBC pass. Yeah, so... uh, Music Connection... Well, radio, do you know what I mean? That's that's there, radio, the football stuff, and music. Um, And then that just means a lot, because that's when I was an intern at the BBC... Um, and yeah that that was in that period where just trying to get noticed trying to work super hard make so much stuff try to go viral every week so someone in the office would be like oh I saw that video you did like that's what it was all about and you kind of look at that and you're like oh although you know it was a it was a bit mental and not the best in terms of balancing everything else I am proud of myself for working very hard with limited resources Um, so yeah that definitely means a lot again one of them pictures you can show your kids when you're older and be like oh that was when I first started like, <laughs> that was when I was young <laughs> yeah 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 literally dad you, you had hair like what <laughs> like that's gonna be one of them ones have you still got yours uh yeah do you know what I got mine changed because <laughs> you'll like this so they they made they made me change mine like at the end of last year, it was the one day in 2019 I decided to wear a Christmas jumper. So I've got a <laughs> shit Christmas jumper on. Um, but I look better than my intern photo. For some reason, I wasn't smiling as an intern. You was an intern as well. I was yeah. an intern as well, yeah. So this I... is why we click. This is why we <laughs> so, yeah, I think, oh, you were, I think you were an intern probably the the year before me. And sort of every, everyone's got their journeys and, and stuff. But what... Yeah. What's the one or two or maybe three things that you'd say to someone who's wanting to get into somewhere like BBC or a lot of organisations where it's like, oh, my God, how do I write the perfect um, cover letter? How do I portray myself this way? Am I doing the right stuff inside and out? I always tend to think do as much as you can in your limits, as we've spoken about, because you never know. My advice is you never know what is going to be the thing that someone's going to see and go, that's the person we want. How do, what do you find? What, what do you think you're got you in? Well, I, mine, mine took five times. So I think persistence is definitely the key. You have to be persistent. You know, just the, if you keep applying for 80 years, they're going to say yes. Eventually. Mine took eight to. times, mate. So yeah. Did it took eight times? Yeah. 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 But then you're working on the BBC radio one breakfast show. So you're like, it took me eight. Really? Do you know what I mean? A lot of it you can't take personal because uh, the first time I didn't get it, like three of the people I was at the same radio station with did get it. And that's just heartbreaking because instantly you go to, well, them three better than me. And I was like, you can't, it's just the way I thought then. I was like, are they? Like, what? Like, huh? So I think persistence and don't take it personal because it is, um, 
I know the person. It's a lovely woman at a desk. He is such a nice woman, but she has such a hard job. You don't know the personality from writing. For me, it was always, I need him to meet me. And I'd say the last one would be just make sure your your passion comes through when you apply and make sure it, it's about the job. So I keep it all radio. I've done this before in radio. Or I've done this in before in radio or I've shown this piece of content or whatever you're going for if it's a HR job be like uh, I've shown good people skills in this you know because my first ones were like I did this in my retail job and it showed me that I'm a hard worker so now they want to see creativity and you know that sort of thing completely once you were in the building how did you go about going do you know what I love because as an intern you kind of do a bit of everything don't you do production you learn about how to use the desk a little bit how to set up some cameras how to edit um it's a real mixed bag and it's it's a real fruitful opportunity but how did you switch and go do you know what I think and I know I want to be a presenter like what, what was your what was your movements with that I always knew I wanted to be a presenter like a hundred percent facts. So, and I was already presenting. So it's like, you know, I'm a big believer in if you want to be saying, you've got to say you're that, you're that person. I think a lot of people go, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be instead of I am a thingy. And when you make the I am switch, it's like the biggest switch. So for me, it was like, um, when I was an intern, yeah, I, I emailed, there was an email going around. Do you want to meet him with um, the boss, basically? have the meeting with the top person um and just do it uh, and that's what i did and that was like a nice intro so they know who i was um and then online i just branded myself as presenter presenter i i, I didn't kind of put i did say i was an intern but everything else was like i'm a presenter this is my show i'm doing this so if anyone at work saw that they know oh i know what he wants to be do you know what I mean? Yeah. Without having to go in there and be like, I'm a presenter, guys. I'm Rich Parkinson. You don't know who I am. <laughs> well, you're about to know who I am. Like, instead of doing that, I was like, just showed it on my socials. Interviewed this person. Just done this clip. And my my goal then was I'm going to make sure my YouTube views on all my interviews and content gets more views than the actual one extra YouTube page. And it did. With my, con- with my YouTube, wow. the back chat shows and stuff went insane. And it was like, I'm getting more views than your station. So it's like... Come at me, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Re- like, reason to get my... you in before you're stolen by someone else. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Kind of. You use it as leverage. Like, you know, and it, it was, and, and that was the case. Like, that's that's what you got to do. Like, now's the greatest time. Like, built, like the, even the him versus her thing. I was like, so early on, and it was a bigger listeners than some one extra shows will get listen backs on. Like, it's insane. Like, do you know what I mean? Well, Reese, some amazing um, sort of motivation, those last two items, and hopefully some people can take some away from them. Now, I know your last item is bringing it back to the music you, you know and love. So what is it, please? Yeah, so my last one is um, the goat. The goat. <laughs> this guy is the goat. Uh, if you don't know him, get to know him. John Mayer uh, with... <laughs> The album Continuum, iconic album. Boy, I'm um, over for a breakup and I found John Mayer and I was like, this dude knows how I'm feeling, what? And I was like, oh, and I just went through his whole discography. This was like two years ago and I just became a stan ever since. I was like, this guy's a genius. Like, what the hell? How is he this good? And that's, um, you know, guitar-based music and I... I um, 
I've, I kind of like all music in a set. I know everyone says that. It's like, obviously, I don't like all like psychedelic techno. Like, no. But, well, I haven't tried it. But, um, yeah, I haven't tried it. But, John, like, John Mayer, kind of like country and uh, guitar player. And I think his, his songwriting is out of this world. Um, the way he can capture kind of like a moment in a song or a line in a song. And you're like, wow, you've literally described me or something I've gone through. is like next level. So... Um, that, John Mayer has to go in 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 my uh, five. And have you seen him live? Yeah, I have seen him live. Yeah, um, yeah, the O2 Arena. So it's a crazy story. I, I uh, tried to get tickets and there was none available. I was like, damn, that, this sucks. Like it just sold out so quick. Um, and then I asked someone who works at a record label, Sony, and they were like, no, none left. I was like, oh, heartbreaking. So I was like, you know what? Let me count on Twitter. Let me see if Twitter can help me. So I was like, can anyone help me? I'm trying to see John Mayer tonight. And this guy called Ben Anderson, he's an he's a OG. He said, bro, you can have my O2 Arena box. So I was like, what? So I went to the box and then there was all other John Mayer fans. We just made a tweet saying, anybody want to come in this box with me? Um, and then it was just an epic night, like, just fat like no one knew each other just fans of someone's music just vibing along um and he was really really good life and that was epic so good does he do does he do free falling yeah free falling falling (laughs) he never really blew up in the uk i don't think weirdly um he's one of them artists he's huge in uh America, but he could walk down the street here and no one would know. Kind of like Ant and Deck. Like, they could walk around America and no one would have a clue. I love how you've compared right to Ant and Deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always think of broadcasters, but it's like Ant and Deck or Dermot O'Leary. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, you know, Dermot, that's, that's, that's the guy right there. But, um, like, in America, they just haven't been on, like, an American show. Like, Ryan Seacrest could come over here and no one would know who he is. Like, do you know what I mean? So, and when you listen to his music, does it does it, as you say, take you back to that place a couple of years ago when you really invested your time into him and just discovered him? Basically? Yeah, yeah, d- definitely. I think his music is always like um, uh, just just to chill to, to make you think. To uh, if you're if you're feeling some sort of emotion, it just helps you with it. Like uh, his songwriting is just great. Like. Um, yeah, it's just he's got a song for kind of every moment, similar to someone like Drake, really. He's got a song if you want to go out, he's got a song if you're feeling down and you miss someone, you've got a song if you're excited because you're talking to someone else. Like, you know, he, and he, he'll say that in a song and it's like, whoa. I am so surprised you haven't picked a Drake item. I mean, really? this, is re- yeah. this is revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I love Drake, of course, but uh, like pivotal moments in... In, in my life, that big mm-hmm. moments that I can always remember, Drake's not been the soundtrack to that, maybe. Yeah, well, I tell um, you what, he'll probably... It's more every day, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. I was going to say, he'll probably remain the soundtrack on One Extra and mainstream radio for some time, because he just doesn't forever. shift, does he? It's forever, bro. He's, he's the king of the charts. I seem to remember the last his last track, Tissy Slide, when that came out. Yeah. I remember, I think I walked into the toilet and you were in the toilet and we were chatting about it and you started busting out the dance move already and it was like the day it came out and I was like every single time Drake drops something like I'm gonna sit you're always on the Twitter feed talking about it yeah, trying out the that, dance moves Drake's every you're day Drake's every day you're on it every day well that is 
quite a range of items there, and we've covered so many topics. Um, it's been a pleasure, Reese. Now, before you go, I do want you to pick one of them to put into our virtual uh, What's in the Bag Hall of Fame. So, right. so far in the Hall of Fame, we've got stuff like um, people's favourite albums or tickets. We've got some slightly stranger stuff like tattoos. We've got festival wristbands. We've got... Um, stuff that's been signed, autographs. You remember autographs? Weird. Um, <laughs> um, what? Which of these items would you like to put in for whatever reason? I feel like we need to just add a little swagger in this uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> box that we got. So I'm going with fabulous nice. Street Dreams, the album. How about that? I'm going to go and listen to it because it is. I'm ashamed to say I haven't listened to it yet, Reese. And yeah. For good or for bad, every time I listen to it now, I'm probably going to think of you. God knows if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for this, Reese. And before you go, when can we hear you on the radio? It's Fridays, right? Yeah, Fridays, 11am on One Extra. So you can listen to me there. And then watch out for the BBC Sport watch-alongs. Um, that'll be wicked if, if you could watch along. Thanks for listening to this episode of What's in the Bag. Please leave us a rating, comment, and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. That means that each episode will drop right into your lap as soon as it's here. Follow at WITBpod on Twitter and Instagram to get info about when each episode is coming and who my next guest will be. And a final thank you to Johnny Robinson for providing the music for What's in the Bag and Charlie Shreve for creating the artwork. You can find more of his work at Charlie Shreve Design on Instagram.